let's see what's on the radio while I pack this bowl. You know, I gotta grind this shit and then pack it. So let's see what's on the radio. Gorilla Queen. Uh, I can't be doing no Bruce right now. Sorry, Lobo. Led Zeppelin. Oh, I know. You know, I know everyone's sick of it, but I don't listen to it. So, for a moment. It's been a long time. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Lobo could do that shit. Lobo be playing the shit out of his fingers because he's bored. He's got to use his fingers a lot. I don't know. It's Wake and Bake in the Morning with me, Mr. Blue Knots, and Lobo. That's right. I said it right. Our favorite, Lobo. He's back on the show. He made his return. I don't know. I think we did a Blue Knot radio last time, but... He's here on the Wake and Bake in the Morning. You know, I made him talk some politics. He don't like talking politics, you know, because he's too smart for that shit. You know, he's not dumb like the most of us, you know. He's a little bit too, you know, he's like, ah, it's just a waste of time, which he's right. But I also value his opinions, his thoughts, and, um, you know, I've stated it in the show. You know, most of us do align our thoughts with him. Most of us do. Most of us are not blue-haired, crazy fucking people. And listen, if you dye your hair blue, that doesn't mean you're fucking crazy. It's the way you act when you have that blue fucking hair, right? And for some reason, you know, it just fits the bill with all the fucking crazy people. So, anyway, this hit goes out to Lobo. I thank him in advance right now. Uh, we did this. And, uh, I, you know, I bought a new microphone. I bought a new setup because I was trying to, you know, maybe we start doing some, uh, you know, some video shit. You know, I can't promise anything because, you know, I got a face for radio, if you know what I mean. But this hit goes out to Lobo. I couldn't smoke because I was in my house and shit, you know, trying to do it with a laptop and try and do it all new setup. Now, in the beginning, it sounds great. But then the quality on my side goes to shit. You know, it's my ghetto ass, you know. Oh, my God, I can't fucking take it. I'm trying, I'm trying. But, you know, I hope you all enjoy this episode. This hit is for Lobo. I thank you. Uh, and for everyone else, enjoy the episode. All right, what's going on, everybody? We are here with uh, my favorite person on the Internet, Mr. Lobo, what's going on? It's everyone's favorite, actually. Everyone loves you. 
Well, we all love ragging on you. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely the latter. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. It's nice to be back on uh, back on the show. Doing fine. Doing great. It's uh, 13 hours ahead of you, so it's almost 11 a.m. here. Right, so. right, right. You got the morning, you know, the morning itis, and I'm over here partying because it's yes. at the end of the night. So yeah, I'm drinking. I'm, drink, I'm drinking. Uh, I have coffee, and you've got something stronger, I'm sure. I got B and B, and I got a beer, and I got my vape because I'm a fucking derelict. Of course, we all know that. All right, Lobo. Ooh, woo! That's good shit. All right. Well, today we're doing the uh, wake and bake in the morning. So is that the serious show or is this the retarded show? Well, they're both retarded shows because it's me. <laughs> so uh, it, I think it's more of the serious show. It's more of, uh, you know, we'll say a little bit of conspiratorial, I guess. Okay. Um, I, I guess the only difference between conspiracy theorists and everyone else is six months. That's what it seems like nowadays, uh, especially with the last two years of the cooties, um, you know. I think it's uh, more and more people are finding it uh, harder to trust governments. Uh, I personally never trusted anybody or anything or any government because um, I guess my upbringing, I guess. But, uh, you know, it just seems more and more, you know, we're feeling it that we're being played. So. Uh, and yeah. we, we, who's we? Well, I would say like. The people, most of the people. I, all right. Well, I'll say my echo chamber. Everyone that, uh, you know, most of everyone that I talk to online, uh, I feel like we we have less and less trust in the government, in uh, in the things they say, things they recommend. Um, at least here in the U.S., uh, it seems like everything is a uh, Ponzi scheme. Everything is like, uh, you know. It's corruption everywhere you look, you know, everyone's got a hand in a pocket, so to say, you know. Well, <laughs> well, it's nothing new, I know, but yeah, it's yeah, that's I'm, I'm, I'm a little lost for words because, I mean, it, it's been patently obvious to anybody who's been paying attention that it's been that way since, you know, time immemorial. Right. Time and more. But that's the thing you say people pay attention. I think a lot of people are I don't want to say pay attention because obviously they're not, but they're online all the time. And um, a lot of them are idiots. You know, they um, I don't know. Well, I, I think the great. Um, there's a I think there's a very big misconception about. Having access to people and information doesn't equate to using any of that information in a in a in a in such a way as to uh at least from where people like we sit to start to have some increased congruence between what is actually happening and what you're being told is happening right like i i don't think there's any substitute for curiosity no Right. So pre-internet, if you were curious about, you know, for lack of a better word, like, you know, what the, the nature of our true nature of our governments and reality, which we don't know in, in the answer to the latter, but we certainly can find the answer to the former. 
you know, all that information has generally been out there. And uh, if you haven't got any curiosity, you know, the, somebody could put a book in front of you with the truth of the whole history of the universe and you still have to read it. Yeah. Right? Yes, I have to read it. That's true. And it's to everyone's uh, uh, perception, I guess, of what they're reading. You and I could read something and get something totally different out of what we're reading. You know, I mean, being that I just saying, you know, like in this instance, you know, like, let's say you're reading it, I'm reading it. We're going to get a different thing out of it. Not because, well, if it's you and me, yeah, you're a little Look, bit I, more, I'll, you know. Look, I think it's really simple, right? I think I think there's way too much. Um, and notice I use the the verb I think rather than I feel. That's a real problem in uh, American English, is the substitution of feelings for thought, right? You hear this all the time. Well, I feel like in the '70s the Steelers won four Super Bowls. You, you can't talk like that. You can, but you shouldn't, right? Because no, you started right. you started to substitute this. You know, our the quality of our George Carlin said they said the quality of our thoughts. And the quality of ideas is only as good as the quality of the language that we use. And you can really see now how that is more important than ever, right? So, look, I, I think it's really simple. There's, there's people who want to be left the fuck alone by the government. Because putatively, right, putatively, the government should be there to simply manage the day-to-day -day affairs of the basic needs of society, right. right? Which are simple, if you think about it. I mean, there has to be, you know, look, there has to be some form of taxation in the current model. Yes. Uh, right. Just just for public services, which I'm not yeah, going to get. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to get into that debate. But look, right, there's right, right. there's basic management of society that needs to happen, right? We have to take care of. Uh, you know, we have to take care of people at some fundamental level, whether it's through firemen, police, social services, uh, education. Look, I'm not advocating any of this stuff. I'm just saying that in, right. the, current, in the current model, there is a need for public, public services and things to be managed. Air traffic control. You can make a list that's a mile long, right? Yeah. But it's, it's all now so fucking corrupt that... Uh, and there's so many people who, and look, there, there, has been, there has been a very, very long and concerted effort by a small group of people to make our lives as, as controlled and as unpleasant as possible. And you can really see it getting worse and worse and worse day by day, right? So there's people who are aware of all this stuff that just want and again, I'm not advocating any of this stuff. I'm just saying that people like me, people like you, we want the government to do its fucking job and stay out of our lives. And Plain and simple. True. Let the market. I'm a I'm a complete free market guy. The market will always sort things out. Always. Let always. the market sort things out and leave us the fuck alone. And then anything other than that is going to lead to all the shit that you see happening now because of incompetence, corruption uh ego the lust for power you know basically you start to fall into the seven deadly sins kind of thought pattern you know yeah 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 that is uh wow you and so 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 you can you can talk all day about and this is why i don't get involved in conversations about politics anymore it's because 
until you dig up the roots, the tree will be whatever the tree is, right? You, you got to plant new trees, and that's not the conversation that we're having. No. Nah. Right? So if you keep doing what you've been doing, which most people do, <laughs> which is basically nothing, you keep getting what you've been getting, which is like completely corrupt federal government, government agencies, state governments, uh, even a, at a local level, which is really where if any real effort is made, it's like they, they uh, you know, when was the last time anybody got really into an impassioned Thanksgiving dinner table debate about their county commissioner? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't say ever, never, ever, never. Who right? the fuck is he? Who the hell is he? And, <laughs> we have and, a county commissioner. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So you know, it, the, when you've got a, when you've got a federal government and a state government and a local county, I guess it's a county government and city councils. I mean, there's layer upon layer upon layer of this, and v- almost to a to the lowest person in terms of their, let's say, influence over a number of people, you know, like your city librarian or something, from that position on up, you know, you don't have to go very far until things start to break. So it's, to me, I don't, I don't even engage. And one of the reasons I left the States was because I, you know, I left almost 15 years ago and I, I I knew at that point in time that it was a, it was effectively a failed state in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways, right? And uh, I thought you're running from the government. That's what I was telling everyone. You're running from the government. Shh. Yeah. Well, I wish I had a better story for you, but uh, <laughs> it, you know, I mean, I was blessed with multiple passports from birth, so I I was able to uh, I was able to like use the use the other one just to get into other countries because uh, you know I had I have Europe legitimate European descent, so I um I was able just to go to Europe, but. Uh, when you hear the term failed state, you know, you, you think of places like Sudan or Libya. Those are probably the two of the best examples these days. Sri Lanka doesn't seem far off. There's probably other examples we could come up with. But like Haiti, is Haiti failed? Haiti, or Haiti is that Haiti. Or, 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 or was it that Hillary killed it? I don't I don't remember. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> certainly, certainly didn't get any help from from the Clinton Foundation. But um. It, you know, I, I, I hate to be so, uh, I don't know, so so cheesy, but there's a line in the second Rambo movie after he goes to Vietnam and rescues those POWs, and he like brings the M60 into that into the control room at the Air Force <laughs> Base and he, just, and he just shoots it up, right? And he says, "All we want is our country to love us as much as we love it." Right. That's, that's and, pretty fucking true. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's not cheesy. That's kind of like a true statement, especially nowadays, because you know, I, I gotta say, there's more people that will sit there and say, Oh, I love my country. I you know, you know, like right now the World Cup, people are going crazy for, you know, what patch of dirt they're from and you know, and uh yeah, and then it seems like their country don't give a shit about them, you know. Well, it but it's but it's listen. But it's not unique to America, and quite no, frankly, no, quite frankly, I think there are very, very. Uh, actually, I will say this: uh, Thaddeus Russell's an interesting guy that you or your three listeners should look into sometime. 
you know, and uh, he's a really, really interesting guy. He has kind of a um, he's kind of a revision, a revisionist, a revisionist historian in a way, you know, and like he argues he has a lot of interesting arguments. I don't want to get into that right now, but uh, I actually contacted him and I said, look, you know, I'll, I'll pay you X amount per hour if you just give me some some mentoring or some or we can have some dialogue you know and i've done that with a lot of public figures i said look how much is your how much is your hourly fee to talk and almost all of them will either say don't have to pay me anything or give me a hundred bucks you know and i've done that with a lot of public figures on twitter and i've never been turned down Right. So we talked. I was talking to him once, and he. Was this way? I, I, I'm I'm writing down the notes because don't forget I'm an idiot over here. Thaddeus. Young? Thaddeus R- Russell. Russell, I was thinking. Yeah, he has a a podcast called Unregistered, and his Twitter feed is fantastic. And he has a book called um. Oh, something about the history of the United States. What's it called? Uh, Thaddeus Russell. Uh, a renegade history of the United States really interesting ideas right and he 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 he's his like self-proclaimed claim to fame is that you know he asks like really difficult questions that he does and i'm not saying i agree with everything he says because and i shouldn't have to say that because no. people people always say that well I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a point about person x but let me say i don't do i don't do support all his views uh, i hate the fact that there's these disclaimers on this now but anyway you know i was talking to him some years ago i think it was probably seven years ago now at least and he, you know, he made the point, I don't remember how exactly he phrased it, but he said the point of government is just to sustain the government. Not to help anybody or do anything, it's just to sustain the government. And these people want to sustain their jobs and sustain their, you know, whatever it is they do. And um, and if you look, I mean, there's another fundamental thing that you can do that will immediately tell you that having any... Like wasting any time either talking about the government or worrying about the government is look at the people who are in positions of power. Idiots. Right. So th- <laughs> let's 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 just stop the conversation right there. And it comes down to one very simple thing. It's either you're willing to do something about it or you're not. And what is there that you're willing to do? Well, look, people say, oh, you know, these criminals need to be put in jail and that'll teach them. Well, that's just an extension of the same system that got them there. I think I think really difficult conversations need to be had about what really should be done to get rid of the people who are without a single doubt doing their very best to fuck up your life. Yeah, yeah, but for their own gain. I don't think it's like, you know, I'm going to fuck up this guy's life. It's just, all right, well, this works for me and, you know fuck everyone else you know i i i don't know i do you think there's a way to like decentralize it there's i mean you would have to take the greedy people out of the situation of course but listen the only way the only way that things are ever going to get better is that it's to me at least it's a it's an obvious failure that a central federal government of 340 million people is a complete failure. Why are you paying 25%, 30% federal tax? I mean, think about this. You're so paying- stay out of jail. 
So you're paying it. That's yeah, pay that's it. what. Well, that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. Why are you paying it? Because you have to, right? right? But if you think if you think about it, you're paying a third of your income to a to a federal government uh, outside of the president, none of which you had any say in, other than your re- elected local state representatives for you know the, the the two houses, right? Senate and House, but. So a third of your income, so that means you're working from the 1st of January till uh, the end of April for free, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. You, and then you have state tax on top of that. And in, in New York, it's what, 10%? Um, yeah, well, I'm on Long Island. Yeah, it's a little bit more. I'm at like, I'd say about 12% now. Okay, so that's, another, so, that's an, so that's, let's say, another month on top of that that you're working. Or total, let's say it's 44%, so whatever 44% of the year would be. So let's, it's probably close to five months that you're working until a penny goes in your pocket. Okay, so that what is that other than, I mean, what can you call that? You can, you can call that being a good citizen from a certain point of view. But from another point of view, it's uh, almost like indentured servitude. Yeah, right? yeah. Right, and what are you getting for that money? Well... Uh, a whole lot of brown people die in countries you've never been to. All right. That's for sure. For <laughs> or, sure. Or, or there's for the sure. potential, or, there, or there's the potential for them to die because one in every two dollars federal budget goes to that stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so let's. So then let's. Then let's say you're working. Then then look at it in the, these terms. Two months of your every year you're working just for the Pentagon. Right. But, you know, but these are really important. I think these are really important realizations to have because there is no greater cost in your life than your time being stolen. There is no greater theft. Right. I mean, Sam Tripoli talks about your loosh all the time, you know, like your life energy. We can talk about that a little later, but just look at it from a time perspective, the amount of time that you spend. Just to stay out of jail, as you put it, in terms of taxation, right? So, like, you know, you look at this on aggregate, and you're like, well, why the fuck am I even still here? And it seems like when I was still in the States, like, I, 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 I was self-employed for the last uh, five years. You know, I was 1099 the last five years. I know. Yeah, well, that was that, – I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't file taxes for that. Uh, but, you know, I, I was in a, in a business that was greatly affected by – uh, the GFC in 2008, right? Great financial crisis, 2008. And then I had some surgery that basically wiped me out, even though I had insurance. And it just, and then it just seemed like every time I turn around, there was like, just the cops are always fucking with you on the road. Like driving is basically a revenue service for the state. Oh yeah. yeah. Right? It's a res- a revenue collection uh, <laughs> service. You're right. Yeah. And Although not lately, not since over the last couple of years they've been well, that's good. well not for me either, but you know, I got that get out of jail free card. So that it just, you know, does help. It just it just seemed like every time I turned around, I couldn't get their someone's fucking hand out of my pocket. My pockets got deeper and my arms got shorter, you know? Mm. And just looking at the state of things, I was like, you know, uh Europe is certainly not my <laughs> ideological cup of tea. But at least there, the people are pretty chill. I can I can escape just this. It felt, you know, the United States to me feels like everything there is designed to persecute you. 
there's a very puritanical uh, there's a very puritanical streak that still runs through that country in terms of of just punishment, 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 castigation, retribution. And it's not really like that in Europe, you know? I mean, it is in, it is in, in some ways in terms of just red tape. Like there's a lot more maybe red tape in, in Europe in some ways about like just like starting businesses and stuff like that. It's not as intra- entrepreneurial friendly as the U.S. is. But there's a lot about Europe where it's sort of like, yeah, okay, they're into you for high taxes. But otherwise they they pretty much just like i lived in holland you know and i lived in holland for a long time and like if 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 there's something that like the cops get called most of the time they'll just say look you know stop being an asshole we don't want to come back you know <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. You, you know what i mean instead of just like just this 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 police state that exists in the us and and the federal governments or the national governments in 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 europe at least now are really bad, but they used to be a lot better um, or at least less invasive, you know, but they've really turned the screws up everywhere on the invasive nature of government, which is paid, yeah. paid the obvious, right? You can see that. Yeah, every- yeah. I mean, but that's everywhere. Yeah, that's it, everywhere. It seems like so, everything is uh, starting to ramp up. Yeah. So to me, like, look, I, I, I think that any conversation that involves changing the system is a waste of time. Because until until it gets replaced by something that is functional, oh, like uh, the WEF. Oh yeah, that's coming. Well, that's not even a, the the weirdest thing about that is that it's not even a governmental institution, but it's it's the domain of the most powerful people on earth in a lot of ways, right? Just by virtue of their their land holdings and financial holdings. But. Uh, you know, so what I, I I have always in my life just intuitively, and I don't know where this came from, but I've I've always walked away from situations in which I felt my ability to, to, to select my own destiny was compromised, hmm. which is why I as I got I was very successful at a young age in terms of like. Uh, like I got hired by one of the best companies in my industry in my junior year of college. And they put me on a retainer in college, not to before, you know, for a year and a half till I finished school, like the summer and the following year. They said, look, we're going to pay you like X amount each month just so you'll come work for us. And then once I got out of school, I, I got into, you know, like good levels in the company real quickly. And it didn't take long to realize that the, the more <laughs> I went up, the more the walls closed in around me, right? So I made the decision real quickly at that point, and and it was the way I'd always been in my life, was like, I'm going to find the way that I can make the most money possible with the most freedom, which means your income goes down, but your peace of mind increases at a geometric rate. You know what I mean? Like at a geometric rate. It's a nonlinear function. And I've always tried to shoot for that. So I've lost out on hundreds of thousands of dollars of earnings, but I've never had any like professional stress. I've always right. been at, I'm at a high level at what I do, but I don't have to fucking deal with any management shit. And I'm sort of in yeah. a place now where I'm even outside the management structure and I get paid well and I, you know, but 
so I, I've always like intuitively gone that route, which is why I went to the Netherlands, because it seemed like, well, of all the unfree countries, it seems like the most free. <laughs> right. Because right, I, right, I, right. I could I could I could at least like smoke pot or I just knew that the cops there in the system there is like they're just not really interested in fucking with people that much. Mm. And then moving to Singapore, you might think, well, you just moved to like a dictatorship in one of the most repressed countries in the world. And I've been here five years now. But, you know, I was uh, I had a real problem with weed, like a real problem with it. Like I couldn't stop like smoking. Me? Gotcha. Well, no, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. But it was like when I it was like I was high all the fucking time. It's not a great place for single people in the Netherlands. Terrible place if you're single. Really? Uh, yeah, it's terrible, man. It's terrible. Holland is a country designed for families. Uh, like Amsterdam is great if you just want to fuck like tourist girls and stuff. But like that chase gets real old. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. You know it, and it was fun for a while, but uh, yeah. And then I moved to the Hague for a little while, just because I in Amsterdam finding apartments are, is really hard. Finding a place to live is impossible in Amsterdam. So I moved to the Hague for a while because I had a, I got offered a beautiful apartment. And then when I got down there, I was like, "Fuck, dude, this is just like this is." And I'm not a drinker. I'm not a bar guy. So I'm like, you know, it's. Uh, so I I started coming to Singapore a lot for business, and I I love it here. Like. If you if you remove yourself from the things you can't do, which is drugs, which I'm not interested in doing in any right. way, shape or form. I have no I don't drink alcohol, so I'm I'm 100 percent sober, which so for me, great. Uh, you can't protest the government like you're not allowed. Not allowed. Huh? Not allowed. <laughs> you're just not allowed. Like There's no right to protest here, you know. Right. right. Uh, but I'm not interested in protesting the government. They let me come into the country. Right. Right. And like you say, you love it there. So, I mean, like, what the fuck? Right. You know, so what are the negatives? That was a lot, right? There's a lot of negatives. The cost, the cost of living here is getting excruciatingly expensive. Has but it changed that much in the six years you're there? Oh, 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 oh. Really? Because oh. that's one of the, the you know, I mean, like oh. you and I have been chatting for some time now. And I remember when you moved there, that was the one of the reasons why, you, one of the reasons why you wanted to move there. Well, I was paying... Like the way I, I get I got paid before COVID was I would get a, a base plus my daily travel allowance. And I was traveling like 20 days a month. Right. So I did pretty well. But the government in Holland would take my travel pay and tax it at 52 percent. Oh, my God. Which was like a big chunk of my income. Right, and right, the re- right. and the rest of it they taxed at 42. So I was on if you include sales tax or VAT as they call it, which is like 20 something percent. I was paying something over 55, 56% of my income in tax, maybe up to upwards of 60. Damn. Right. So I moved to the big reason I came here was because well, look, I got tired of the cold. I got tired of I got tired of rain. Well, it rains here, but I I just wanted to be somewhere warm. Somewhere with hot girls, cute girls, uh, you know, Asian girls are the greatest. Um, it's beautiful here, like physically beautiful, right? It's like a physically beautiful place. And I pay 8% tax. Really? Oh, that's not bad. Okay. What, right? what now, what, what went up? The cost of living in yeah, general? Rent, yeah, rent. Like, like right now I'm paying, I got a two-bedroom condo and I'm paying like 2600 US a month for it, which, yeah, okay. That's probably equivalent to a lot of places in the States now. But when we, but when we move... When we move next year, we're probably looking at paying four and a half thousand U.S. dollars a month just to pay the rent. Oh, goddamn! Right. Oh, 
Now I think about going home to New Mexico. That's where I'm from, from New Mexico, right? I could go back there and buy a fucking, uh, I could buy a fucking ranch. The hell's yeah, <laughs> you buy something, a ranch and chill. You know, I you could need buy. A neighbor? <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> I could go back to. Oh no, well, I'm not going to say the town I'm from, but uh, in southern New Mexico, I could go down there and just buy where buy just fucking a, 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 a mini mansion. You know, if I wanted that, I don't I mean I would never do that, but yeah. Yeah, so that's becoming a problem, but um, yeah, but look, you know, and 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 this place is basically a one-party dictatorship. But I got to tell you, aside from the fact that you know freedom of speech is a no-go here, uh, and they have really like uh, you know the drug laws. But I, look, at, look, I'm not saying I agree with the drug laws. I'm just not interested in doing drugs. Right, so right. It doesn't I affect you. So it's like doesn't whatever. affect me. I did enough drugs to last me ten lifetimes, you know, before I moved nice. here. So yeah, I took over. You know? Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, picked. Yeah, you took the mantle. But uh, but I did a lot of. But I used to do a lot of hard drugs too, you know. So um. But anyway, you know, so like for, from that perspective, I, uh, I, you know, you could easily criticize me by saying, well, you've relinquished your civic duty by being outside the political system. But that kind of framing in in the way I think, if you frame everything in terms of politics, you just lose empathy for everything else. Right, and for right. me, you know, for me, my civic duty is, you know, don't be an asshole. Be nice to people. Help people if you can. Uh, maybe volunteer, kick a few bucks to charity. You know, the the, the duty of our uh, our duty is not to the government. It's the inverse of that. The government's duty is to us. But but that has somehow been perversely corrupted by a lot of people oh, yeah. you know you know what i mean so yeah but there's a lot of things i hate about here i hate about living here mostly i just don't like the locals because they're just pretty much just cowards and uh <laughs> statists and uh you know their their god their god is a uh, uh, the most venal combination of worshiping government and money uh oh, that's disgusting it's disgusting. But it's, a, it's a beautiful it's city, It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> but look, it's but it's, but listen, if you can, if you can, like, if, you know, like I have accepted, like, okay, so things are what they are here. What do I want? I want to live a quiet life. I want to play my guitars. I want to raise my daughter. I want to lift weights. I want to be with my family. I'm not interested in like, <laughs> you know, breaking the one party rule. I'm not interested in advocating for the rights of homosexuals to get married which you can't do here and i and i listen i'm a very old school guy and i think that uh i one of the things i also like about this place is no degeneracy is allowed here there's no pride there's no pride parades there's no drag queen story hours there's Man, no you must there's be no so bored there's no pro <laughs> yeah well <laughs> I'm yeah, and also, <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I also making a, making a lot less money since I can't do those drag shows anymore. <laughs> but look, there's no, there's no, you know, basically the Western governments have become institutions that have, well, it's institutionalized degeneracy, yeah. right? Like the Christians in the '80s were right. Like if we allow this. The slope yeah, is very yeah. slippery, and they have been proven right, man. They have been proven yeah, right. Yeah, if my father-in-law was alive right now, oh my God, because that's exactly, yeah, he was a he, he was a hardcore Christian, let's say, and he would say that all the time. Yeah. He would say it all the time, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I don't disagree. You look, know, I mean, it's, it's, like but, but, I don't look, give a shit. You know, I, I, I'm in that camp. Ah, whatever, leave me out of it. I don't give a shit. Well, I I do give a shit because I think that 
whatever the government is supposed to be, making life as easy as possible for families should be the number one thing on the list. Yeah, and, and I don't give a I don't give a fuck what I don't give a fuck what anybody says. A kid needs a mom. The kid needs a dad. And if if you can make those your biological parents, keep those families together. Families yeah. are going to break up. I understand, you know, yeah. but there is overwhelming evidence. It's unrefutable that single parent households, those kids are going to have statistically to a very high standard deviation. A worse outcome. Yeah. Right? yeah. Right? I mean, statistically, you're right. I agree with you 100 percent. I mean, I, you know, as much as, um, you know, I'm like a let and live type of person. I mean, as far as my beliefs is, is exactly that. I mean, one of the things when I had kids was no matter what, uh, I'm going to make it work with my wife. And uh, I mean, you know, uh, I feel bad for her because she got to deal with me. But <laughs> I mean, we've made it work for 23 years now, you know, and uh, I think that's very, very important uh, for the kids. I mean, I remember I just remember being a little kid myself and when my parents would, uh, let's say, fight and they would say, hey, maybe we're going to get divorces on how devastated I felt. You know, that's a kid. That was one of those like, you know, as a kid, there's not too many things that hurts your feelings. And that was one of them. Uh, and I, that always stuck with me. And I'm like, man, you know, if I ever have kids, no matter what, I got to make it work. Um, you know, no matter how hard it is. And that's that's something that people don't do. You know, they get married and then it's like they have an argument. And it's like, oh, that's it. And it's like, wait, what the fuck? You know, it's like, that's not how that works. People are going to argue people. You know, that's just the way it's going to, you know, it's going to happen. You got to make that shit work, you know. Well, yeah. And you always have to deal with the what about the what about isms, which is horrible. Like, what about uh, children in need who don't have parents and they get adopted by a gay couple? That is such a straw man. Like you always hear these kinds of arguments to justify, like to justify why the family shouldn't be nuclear, so to speak, right? Right, right. But it's right, right. but and then again, you look at the numbers of people trying to adopt kids. There, there are there is no shortage of no, of, no, no. There's of people long trying, lines. There's long, waiting. right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there, there has been, and listen, I'm not, I'm not here to, to, to. Um, talk about shit that I don't know anything about. Everything that I talk about comes from hundreds upon hundreds of hours of, of research and thinking about there is a very, very profound and focused and well-funded effort to destroy the nuclear family. Right. And when I say nuclear, I mean your mom, your dad and yourself. Traditional, a traditional Traditional family. Right. Yeah. And, uh, there's a very strong concerted effort about this. Feminism was a CIA movement or a Tavistock movement, you know, a combination of all that. All this trans shit, all this, you know, the promotion of normalization of, of homosexuals and in, in civic uh, life. And I say civic life, meaning the, the, you know, marriage and all that kind of stuff. All of it, 100% of it is not about kindness. It's all coming from a very, very dark place to destroy the nuclear family. And that is whatever we do from today forward, everything that we do, I don't know, not everything, but you know, the focus of our, let's say our ethic, 
you know, our, our driving ethic should be to promote that. Like if I was in a Western country and my daughter went to school and somebody like talked to her about the stuff that are being is being talked about to kids in the States or in Britain or Australia, I would I would probably be in jail for first degree murder. Yeah. Like yeah, I would yeah, probably yeah, yeah. I would probably I would probably kill somebody. Yeah. If someone ever talked to my daughter or put hands on my daughter or Oh, that's a whole different story. I can't you know? even imagine. No, same thing with my kid. Um, I mean, I, I'll say I'm lucky. Well, not lucky. We chose. This is a very good school district. Uh, I will say 90% of this town is a nuclear family. A lot of people go to church. It, it, it's, you know, I don't want to, like, say, oh, this is a, a perfect situation. Doesn't but, exist. It doesn't exist, but I mean, like, you know, we have parents that do care about that stuff that do go to these parent teacher stuff, as, you know, as well as me and my wife. I mean, I mean, I, I go for a different reason. I go to go check out, you know, the hot teachers and the other moms. That's what I go for. But my wife is very like, um, you know, she's really into what my kids are doing in school. So um, as far as I know, there's not that bullshit going on, but that doesn't mean that there's like, you know, one teacher or two teachers out there that are saying, hey, you know, uh, you know, my cooter likes, uh, you know, other women or whatever, you know, um, that's not to say that doesn't happen. But, uh, you know, the parents do have a little bit of control in that, you know, in that regards. Um, I think sometimes when we see that shit online, you know, it's that one in a whatever, you know, and it gets sensationalized, but it does happen. Yeah, look, it's, uh, yeah. So anyway, so sort of like maybe to maybe like put a, put a period on this topic. Uh, I don't think anything is going to change unless the system itself is changed. And when I say is changed, what I mean is it's destroyed. <laughs> somehow and literally it has to be destroyed yeah, somehow it has to yeah right so I mean, the 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 balkan is the, bal as... the balkanization of the united states is the only way that it's ever going to get better for anybody you know what i mean by balkanization the country's going to have to break up right yeah in, until yeah, the yeah. federal until the federal government is no longer in existence nothing is ever going to get better you can take that to the bank right yeah and that's true because i mean you know and and it's just for me it's like it's money you know it's that money and power thing um you know money's involved you know as long as money and politics are, are involved it's not going to change you know when you know corporate interests have all that power that they make the laws and yeah. until that changes nothing's going to change yeah you know, so look, it's just if, us you know saying hey fuck you you know i'm not doing this go you know go fuck your mother you know yeah look i'm not here i wasn't invited on to like proselytize or anything but you know we're obviously here to share opinions and i and my opinion is that if you engage actively in regular political conversations you are succumbing to one of the very worst forms of narcissism believing that you somehow can affect change through those conversations and actions and you cannot no not you and me you talk to each other that means nothing me right. and someone else, that means nothing it's uh, but voting doesn't mean anything that's the other thing voting is just acquiescing to the system and people will say well if you don't <laughs> if you don't vote then you know you have no right to say anything and Bullshit. i I completely and vehemently disagree with that on, on a lot of levels. I see their point and that to an extent they do have a point, right? But, uh, 
Yeah, but, but to not get, hey, I, I don't like any of this shit. Fuck you. Why would I vote for it? It's I can vote poison. for shit. I can vote for dog shit or I can vote for bullshit. Okay, well, uh, put forth better candidates. Okay, well, you know, this it just becomes a circular jerk off of a conversation. And uh, I got to be real honest with you. Uh, I don't like talking about it. All right. Yeah. Right. I really don't because, yeah, because it's, it's a waste. It, it is. You're right. You're right. But uh, you know it. it you but know, look, it, it, the reason like, why it's people right? It's everything. People, because you know, I'll tell you. So here's 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 maybe something we can we can add it. We can we can put a we can put a, a postscript on this postscript. Excuse me on this. So there's a guy, a uh, very interesting man. I've got almost all his books. His name's Joseph P. Farrell. Or Pharrell, however you say it, and he is an I don't know he's he's got a PhD in in patristics, which is the basically the study of the first thousand years of the Christian Church. But he's also a very talented. He's like he's a um, uh, an autodidact of the highest order, right? And he's written so many fucking books, and he's got so many great things to say. And and years ago, man, before. before I think just after Obama got elected, even before, he was talking about the fact that we're in a culture war. And I never understood what he meant by that. He's like, you have to preserve the culture. What we are in is, is a, it's a culture war, right? A spiritual war. And you can really see now that the culture that, and great, look, I'm not, I'm not saying that Western culture has, has, has always been great, but there's a lot about it that has been great. And still is great, but to destroy that culture is really the end goal of the, you know, the transhumanists and and all those other fuckers. And preserving that culture is really, really fucking important. And what has happened now in, I would say, I don't know, it's maybe say every country. I don't want to say every country, but I've been to a lot of them. Politics has become culture. Yeah, which is kind of disgusting, actually, because it's like you were saying before, you know, it's just supposed to be there to facilitate us in a manner to make our lives a little bit easier, not be, you know, everything in our lives is engrossed in it, you know, and now it's like it's it's like a team thing. It's like Yankees versus Red Sox. Oh, fuck you. Versus, versus, (laughs) not verse, versus, motherfuckers. I'm a fucking idiot. Stop. (laughs) <laughs> I don't get, I, I talk how I talk now, but you're right. <laughs> but, but, but even, even maybe, even to, to maybe, uh, redact something I said earlier and you repeated it just now, make our lives easier. It should just be to help make our lives fucking function. 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 Right? Like, like the road on the street. I'm going from here to there. It functions. That's it. It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to add tolls and fucking speed bumps. Unreal, man. Unreal. Yeah, it's unreal. But when politics becomes culture, you know, everything, listen, everything that happens in our lives is downstream of culture. This is a really important thing to talk about. Everything happens downstream from culture. So if your culture is that uh, you, you, uh, you know, you have a culture of uh, cannibalism. Let's just take the most extreme example. Like if your culture is that you eat children, that's how we survive. Like our culture is that we only eat children to survive. 
Now just imagine a, a society like that. So imagine everything downstream of that. That's not, well, <laughs> that just sounds crazy, right? It okay. Just, it's it, but but I'm, I'm making a I'm making that I'm saying it that way to make a point. Like just follow, right. just go downhill from there, right? Yeah, no. Then there's no more culture because there's no more <laughs> nothing. What there's is it? No then? more nothing. You know, nothing, right? So let's take the absolute opposite of that, which would be some kind of you know nirvana that we'll never get to, or some kind of Eden. Um, you know, so utopias never exist. They never will because human beings are incapable of that by our very nature, you know, and, uh, uh, that has been, that, that, that has been, like that has been shrooms one day and I was kind of in, utopia <laughs> oh, in don't, don't get <laughs> psychedelics. That's another, that's another, listen, that's another show. <laughs> I think, well, I think that's also a very dangerous, I think it's a, there, I'm not comfortable with the amount of, um, Do do psychedelics and everything will be okay. I think that's real dangerous. It is, and uh, I have experienced. Uh, uh, I don't know if I've ever talked about it on any of my shows, but uh, uh, you know, my oldest, uh, he had problems. Uh, he had a uh, big problems. Your who? Was, uh, my my oldest son. Oh, your son. Yeah, my oldest. Um, you know, he was going. Uh, he was going to join a fraternity. And during one of those fraternity party things or whatever, uh, he took something. Um, mm. Yeah, and he was crazy for a couple of years, man. It was very, very yeah. bad. Uh, you know, he didn't react well with it. Um, and uh, he had, I, I mean, he was in a mental institution for, you know, four or five months. And, uh, you know, and it took almost two years to get back to normal. I mean, he's good now, which is amazing he's awesome. i think i remember i think i remember when that happened man that was a yeah. while back yeah it was yeah. a while back yeah i think i did talk about it and uh and that is exactly that i mean like you know i, I you know i i talk a lot of shit you know um you know because no, yeah, it doesn't affect me in one way but i mean it did affect me personally um mm. so yeah i'm not all gung-ho too but i'm also in the camp of like you know hey I'm not one to stop you from trying and, you know, uh, experimenting, you know, but like you said, it, it's dangerous, but where do you draw a line? Like you just say, Hey, fuck it. No. Well, or, I'm not, you know, well, I say it's no. dangerous. I'm not saying it's dangerous in that sense. Like what happened to your kid? Uh, and that happens. I mean, that even I, happens when people just doing regular edibles of weed. I mean, people just go off the walls. It happens. Sure. But I guess maybe I should be a bit more clear. Like, like really, I don't think you should fuck with. I don't really think you should fuck with any drugs until you're in your mid twenties, at least, right? Because that's when you're. That's when by that time you have your psyche and your 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 cerebral development has you know started to really cement. But uh, I think it's just dangerous in a. In a sense that solutions in should come from within and not from without and people will say well sure you know you're unlocking what's within you when you do psychedelics yeah okay maybe there's something maybe, to, maybe there's something to that but uh you know there's yeah, you, a there's a but there's a very strong but there's a very strong movement among certain people now to like say that hey you know 
do a heroic dose of mushrooms, you know, the whole Terrence McKenna thing. Look, I, I used to be a, I'm not saying I'm not a fan of Terrence McKenna or Dennis, even, I think Dennis McKenna is even more interesting. And a lot of what they talk about, there's a lot there. And I, and I think a lot of it's good, but, um, yeah. Uh, you, you, you make a good point. Cause I agree. I, I think I get more out of it now that I'm in my forties than when I was young. When I was younger, it was just basically woo and to escape. Uh, and when I do it now, um, I think I get more out of it. I'm more introspective. I can be more honest with myself, um, you know, and look into myself, you know, within myself, you know, and I, I wasn't like that when I was younger, not, you know, at all, at all. Um, right. So I, I look, you know, Hey, look, if people benefit from it, God bless them, more power to them. You know, I'm not prescribed. I'm not going to proscribe it in PRO. Like, I'm not going to say that you shouldn't have it. But I just think it's very dangerous to put a lot of eggs into that basket with with the with the with the uh, <laughs> expressed goal of improving society at right, large. Right. You know, because yeah. I think that it, it it in order to benefit from that type of stuff, I think if you have, well, let's let's circle back to where we started this whole conversation. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately because, uh, especially here where I live, uh, and I have to be very careful how I say this, but I have been, I've been asking myself a lot lately, like, what is the essence of humanity? What is a human being? Like, what is it about us that, that makes us able to do what we've done socially, technologically? intellectually you know what what is it about us and i think fundamentally it's curiosity that drives us yeah it has it has it has to be it has to be right it has to be curiosity because curiosity is what affects change and and with the hope that change improves both quality and quantity of life right quality and quantity of life the purpose of life the meaning of life if you if you ask me what it is not that you are, nor is anybody else, nor should they, because who the fuck am I? But What's I the think purpose of life. The purpose of life is life. Yeah, I agree. Right, and and <laughs> I and shitting and fucking. Well, I specifically what I mean is the purpose of life is to have kids. Yeah. You are here. Well, that that's kids. what drives us, I would say, right. and that's every species on the friggin' planet. And I am really concerned. Uh, tying this in again to where we started with the intersection of of politics and culture is that when you lose curiosity uh and especially if you don't have kids which if you look at many of the elected premiers and presidents around the world a lot of them don't have kids and that's a big red because flag they like big to touch flag. the fucking kids they're pedophiles that's why big red flag you know like Frau Merkel in Germany and and people like that, you know, just very worrisome. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, if you don't have children, your uh, your your opinions really don't matter to me that much, right. right? Because I think that the purpose of a society should be one in which children are given every opportunity to become outstanding adults. Right, better than us. That's what we want, right? I mean, you as a parent, what do you want? You want, you want better. You want your kid to be better than what you had, smarter than well, you. Everything. I, 
Well, what I want for my daughter is I want her to be able to do what she wants to be able to do. Right. And have the and have the ability and the framework for her to pursue her curiosity. Right. And I'm not talking about sexual curiosity. I'm talking about <laughs> curiosity about. You know. Learning about the world, deciding what she herself. learning about herself, learning about you know all of the all of the the million things that we could put out there art math science literature whatever it is biology you know whatever she wants to do i want her to be able to do and i want that to be unfettered right i want that to be unfettered and i think a great big problem comes back to the busting up of the family people not having kids like singapore has the world's lowest birth rate no way really yeah the lowest well i know it's a big business city is that maybe why no there for business no so half well first of all half the population is not local right half so which people are bigots got it yeah (laughs) well they're 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 a majority of many of them are um well we had this conversation the last time we talked like there's a whole underground there's basically there's basically legalized slavery here like all of the all of the municipal work just think of all the municipal work construction uh maintenance gardening uh whatever it is is done by these unfortunate souls from bangladesh and india and sri lanka and places like that where they're they live in dormitories sleeping 10 to a room yeah they're all single they're all there's no yeah yeah, or they have or they have or or they or they have families back home they send money to you know but they get they get paid like you know 15 dollars a day or whatever it is uh and so there's a there's that there's that there's that group of, of souls and then there's a whole bunch of these like housemaids which if you look at the way they're they're talked about both in the press and by people at large they are considered under you know underclass slaves basically slaves right basically slaves and then you've got people like me who are just skilled expats like who are doing jobs that the locals can't do because there's no education in this country for those types of things and also because the culture here doesn't breed good management like a lot of the read good management business business management right right Right? there's a reason there's a reason why there's so many people here yeah so uh but it's also like the another problem is that um housing is so expensive that people can't afford to not live at home until they're basically married i think if you i'm not mistaken so there's basically three kinds of uh, housing here. There's houses, like physical houses, with like a, you know, a, a yard. But you're looking at you're looking at U.S. dollars easily five million up. Yeah, yeah, we were right? talking about that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a premium there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then so you then you've got apartment life, and there's two kinds of apartments. There's condos, and then there's the government housing. And I would say eighty percent of it is government housing, right? <sighs> but to get to get a government house, you have to be thirty-five. If you're single 
Or if you're married, I think you can get one when you're in your late 20s or something. I don't know what the rules are. I can't remember, right? Wow. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Wow, and this, and, and you don't, yeah, and you don't, and you, and you only get them for a hundred years. So if you buy it, you can't hand it down to your kids, and they can't hand it down to their kids. You have to give it back to the government after a hundred years. Really? Holy yeah. shit, that's crazy. Right. Well, that's but I but I actually look. I I I have this whole thing about rent seeking. I'm I'm not a I'm I'm definitely a free market guy with a limit on that, and I I don't think that you should be allowed to own multiple properties. I'm sorry, I just don't think property should be allowed as an investment. That's why nobody can afford to pay the rent anymore. Yeah, and that's why you're right because as an investment, right. Like when when housing becomes a commodity, you start to have really serious problems. You know what I mean? I never thought about it like that, yeah. but you make a damn good point. And you could say, "Oh, you're a socialist, whatever." And I would say, "Well, look, I'm just I'm just trying to look at this from a pragmatic point of view. Again, what's best for families, you know?" So I've got I got I know so many people here who are in their 30s. I got a friend who's in her 40s, like still living at home, probably gonna die at home. No, so there's a it's really expensive for people to to get started as a young couple here and uh also uh, there's a lot more to it and i think it's not unique to singapore social media has artificially inflated the self-worth of these of these uh so-called women here like a, a, th- a, th- a three you just take whatever their whatever their true like objective like if we if we if we become very crass and and base here and say, you know, well she's a three, well she thinks she's an eight, right? But it's not just that she thinks she's more attractive than she is. It's the sense of entitlement has become exponentially increased. I have a vagina, therefore uh, you need to do X, Y, and Z for me. Like you would not believe. You would not literally would not believe how these women local here are. There's a huge cadre of gold diggers and simply just status seekers. Well, who will expect to just be worshipped for the fact that they're women, you know, and a lot of them aren't like that. Let's be fair. But to a large degree, like I hear from a lot of local guys they are like, we, we just aren't interested in these local girls. So we'll go to Vietnam or China or. Uh, Thailand to find a nice girl. They just want to find a right. nice girl, you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. So and it's it, and another thing is you will not, and I'm telling you here, uh, based on my extensive research of just walking the streets, <laughs> which I do a lot. I do a lot of walking. If there is a local girl walking on the street, 99.9 percent of them will not be looking at anything but her phone as she's walking. Oh yeah, well you've seen that almost everywhere, especially the women. Oh, but it's worse. God. But it's worse here. And believe me, you know I used to travel the world, 230 yeah. days a year for years, and it's not. It's here. It's on a different level. It's on a different level here. It's every single female. They have this walk. This is the walk. It looks like they have a. You know those guys that have those. <laughs> you know how those guys that have a bum arm and they have a sling yeah. and their arm just kind of flops like this. So if you just uh, you just turn your palm up like that. This is the walk. This is the walk, right? They look like they got. Oh, they got a, they, it's like they got. A, it's like Bob Dole always held that. I was gonna hand, say Bob right? Dole. I was gonna say Bob Dole. That, that little Bob Dole <laughs> arm. Well, you just just put a just just put a phone in it, like just like that, right? <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're so they're all, just all the they're not even like but, but the, the kids and 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 their kids are like that. But it's all the local like the, the the expat kids. You don't see that, right? You don't see that as much. There's a when you look at the Western people here versus the local people, the differences are incredibly profound, right? And I'm not saying we have a better. Actually, I am. I'm saying we have a better society than these people do here. Right. We have a much better society in that we are we are the, the, the local people. And I will say this and I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I will say this at large. Southeast Asians. Are going to be the first ones to succumb to full blown transhumanism. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I actually I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Right? Very subservient. It's like, OK, uh, big daddy government said so. Yeah. OK. Right. And. To an extent, I already think that the process has been is 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 it's halfway there in the sense that while they may not be transhuman in a uh, a techno biological sense, right, where they've they've been chipped or whatever, the mental takeover, the 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 psychic takeover, the emotional takeover, the takeover of their soul is one hundred percent complete. It's it's it has been accomplished in. Southeast Asia, full stop, and China and Japan. The whole the whole region has become quasi transhuman because now uh, their whole life is through that portal in their hand. And look, I'm not saying it's any better anywhere else because I know it's fucking bad in a lot of places, right? But it's yeah. not like it's not like it is here. It's not like it is here, right, at all uh, in in Southeast Asia. It's nothing like it. So. Uh, there's no pushback here from like there, like uh, the girl that's been cutting my hair for five years. I fired her this week. Get out of here. Like I got long curly hair. It's hard to cut and I need someone really good and she's really good. But I said, listen, if I come back to you for my next cut, if you're wearing a mask, we're done. And she's like, well, it gives me anxiety to not wear my mask. This is a 44 year old woman. <laughs> <laughs> She's, oh my god i i can't even imagine that yeah you're right i i, I wouldn't even trust her i wouldn't even trust her no no 90 percent 90 percent listen this is this will blow your mind i'm gonna estimate 90 percent because I've, I've tried to do like the math as i as i walk around 90 percent of the locals walk around outside still wearing masks outside and it's 90 degrees here every fucking day listen i saw i saw a local in the pool the kiddie pool with her daughter last week the daughter must have been seven wearing masks i see people in their car alone all the time wearing masks i saw people people riding bikes people riding bikes half or more of people who ride bikes are wearing masks people riding motorbikes don't you want masks. to throw things at them? I could just but see listen, your face walking around. So yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I had a barbecue with an American pal of mine. We were just having a Thanksgiving barbecue and uh, just a couple of us. And the we have these like uh, barbecue huts here in the condo, you know. And the hut next to us was another pal of mine was having a kids party, and he had he had like thirty people there, all Westerners. Not a single mask. And then as you can see, the locals passing by on the pavement, you know, going to the shops or whatever in our in our condo, 
all of them have masks on. So it's we're we're living in in realities that are not congruent. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. People are freaking, you know, it's like what is going through their heads when they see like they're seeing you and you know and and people like yourself sitting there with no masks, having a good time, not dropping dead, and then you have these people walking around with masks on. And, so and I don't get it. This all ties into everything that I've been trying to say today, right? So when you lose your sense of curiosity, I think at that point you have you have become a less than fully formed human being. And when you are willing to like, what is the if you think about what is the most sacred thing that we do as human beings? Like, what is that our spiritual? What is the most spiritual element to our corporeal being, to our physical nature? It's breathing. And it's our faces like these are the things that are so important. Like if you can't breathe properly, you can't function properly. But you you don't have to be a genius to see the correlation between so much religious practice and, 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 and uh, you know, the whole relationship between mind and body and spirit it comes from your breath. Right? right. And then if you're willing to hide your face. Like if you are just like voluntarily doing this. You're either a hypochondriac, which most of them are, right. or you or you have really, I think, become a different class of being. I, I'll tell I'm gonna say this. I don't give a flying fuck what anybody says. I'm not saying they're subhuman. I'm saying that they have become non human. Oh, they're they uh, what do they call them? The RP role playing, whatever. N- NPC <laughs> non NPC, non player characters. Yeah, so those are the real NPCs. They're real, but it's but they're <laughs> but but listen, I'm really serious about this. I'm really serious about this. I know it's fun to make jokes, but I'm telling you right now that we are witnessing before our eyes the 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 fragmentation of humans from 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 humans to non humans to transhumans because this is a this is the if they if they could like get bane masks welded to their faces i think a lot of people would probably think about doing it i think so i think right? so <laughs> yeah and they yeah. would all be talking like this mr bruce <laughs> Ray. it's 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 like i i there's this dude i see in the gym nice guy and i saw him outside a few weeks ago and he had two little kids both masked up and he's like hey Lobo. That's like child abuse. What's up? And I'm like, dude, get the fuck away from me. Don't ever talk to me again. He's like, why? I'm like, look at your kids. You're doing that to your kids? Yeah, child abuse. Oh. And people like, you know, I get people want to talk to me. I'm in the lifts or whatever because, you know, I just look different. People sometimes start talking to me and I'm like, take your mask off. We're not talking. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. <laughs> you I know? I, I, and sometimes, like if I'm out on the street and it's a hot day and I'm walking with my daughter, I pass some freak wearing a mask. I'll just go, "Nice mask," as I walk by. I saw a dude wearing two masks at the bus stop the other day. I, I bet you he's the type of guy that wears two condoms when he fucking. Fucks. I asked him. I said, "Why?" I asked him. I said, "Why aren't you wearing a scuba outfit? You might be safer with a scuba outfit." Yeah, yeah, yeah for look, real. The, the look he gave me, you know. So look, I'm a guest here, and the rule of thumb is, if you don't like it, leave it uh okay yeah fair play fair play uh i don't like it i can live with it 
and I'm, I'm certainly welcome to talk shit about it. Like my wife is a local, so I'm not really in a position to just get up and leave, nor do I want to. I like it here. And, and luckily I live a pretty simple life where I don't have to interact with too many of these fucking freaks. But it's, but you know, to a larger point, it's, it's, uh, it's a done deal, dude. Listen, it's a done deal for a large part of the world, which is Southeast Asia. And I think India, we could probably include in this conversation. I'm not talking shit about these people because a lot, you know, a lot of them are my friends. I've, I've, I, I love a lot of things about these people, but for me, the thing, the most important thing is being free full stop. And these people, the most important to them is not being free. Yeah. So where, where do you reconcile that? You can't. Mm-hmm. And so what we're seeing or what I'm seeing now is transhumanism is now officially a reality. These people have not, they're not human anymore. They have surrendered their humanity and they have now become something else. Whatever that something else is, post-human, I don't want to say subhuman. I'm really tempted right. to. I'm not going to say that out of respect. You know, because I am a guest here, but it's fucked up, dude. It is fucked up. And it's I didn't fu- even know I didn't even know it was like that. I mean, one thing we don't get a lot of news from from that side of the world. But I mean, like I I, I got to say like at least over here in the states almost no one is wearing masks when i say almost i mean it's the opposite it's like 95 percent of people are not but you know i do see like a a a weird thing where it's like uh a lot of um uh african americans a lot of black people they the older people they just i don't know what it is they all are wearing masks and i don't know what it is it's so weird and it's not i think it's not the same as what's going on over there by you uh i i don't know I don't even have an opinion. I don't even know why I brought it up. It's just like, but it is. Do you want to know what the worst part about it is? You want to know what the worst part about it is? Like the truly worst soul crushing part? Knowing the fact that it's a waste, you know, it it does nothing putting that fucking mask on. That's not it. That's not it. It's the absolute massive amount of real time catfishing that's going on. Because you see these, there's a lot of banging broads out here. You see these girls, like these bodies and the hair, and you're like, holy fuck, that she is smoking. She's got that mask on, so she might be catfishing you. (laughs) That's the worst. See, that's the worst part about it. Because you can't, you can't step to a girl. You can't step to a girl if she's wearing a face diaper because you never know that you know oh, you might you never know but it, it might be uh, at their face you queer You're it not might be that so, the, so this is a great time to be a butterface in singapore <laughs> or southeast it's asia well that's probably why you know. they're wearing the mask that was one of my things i was saying the only people that's wearing masks are the butterfaces if they're like an attractive looking gal with the mask on you know it's a butterface you know but even the even the beautiful but even the beautiful girls are doing it. Like the the my doctor, like who just did my eye, you know, uh, always in a mask. And then she took it off the other day. I was like, God damn, you're beautiful. Mm. I told her, I was like, you're beautiful. She's beautiful, man. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, mm. you know, I guess what she has to wear it because in clinics you have to wear masks. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's but, the only place. Here but I, but I know, but I know, I know she's outside wearing it. I just know she is, you know. Oh yeah, well. Yeah, like that diaper. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, whatever. Excuse me one second. Just writing down so I can know.
Thaddeus Russell, Joseph P. Farrell. That's yeah, Joseph Farrell. That's somebody that I think he's a website called Giza Death Star. Death Star. Hold on, that here. Yeah, that's a deep, deep rabbit hole, man. This guy will, this guy will uh, really, really uh, give you a lot to think about. Oh, Thaddeus, Thaddeus Russell's very political, you know. Um, so I've kind of I've heard of Thaddeus Russell, but yeah. I have to. But I, Joseph Joseph Farrell will make you think a lot about a lot of other stuff, and uh, yeah, yeah, really a, 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 a really amazing, interesting dude. Check that out. I am definitely gonna check that out, Lobo. Uh, Lobo. Yeah. Hold on. And I, I'm going through my notes real quick because there was a few things I did want to talk about. All right. Uh, what to take on uh, Elon over here taking over Twitter? And I mean, I, I'm just full disclosure. I'm fu- and everyone knows this. I'm super happy because I'm getting my my fucking old account back. So I love the guy. Whatever. Don't care. I support him <laughs> and all of that. But that's you know. Uh. Yeah. So, well, look, uh, anything is probably better than what we had before. And um, at face value, like he seems to want to do good, do to do good by people, at least in terms of letting people uh, back on the platform. And um, yeah, look, there's so much fuckery going on with Twitter. So I'm I'm I I'm not I'm not even going to venture an opinion on the eight dollar blue check mark thing or or whatever it is, uh, but he's taken down. It looks like he's trying to take down all the child PORN stuff. Right, which is which which look. I mean, that's one of the biggest atrocities going on on all social medias is that that is oh, on the Twitter, which oh. is disgusting. Which so. I, I'm all I've never listen. seen it, which I was so surprised because I've never seen it. Oh. But it's like, holy shit, I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't even know either. But I mean, I knew it was happening, but because uh, it's probably one of those things you actually have to look for to find. Um, right, and we're not but, fucks like that, so. Yeah, but I'm, uh, listen, I'm all for whatever he's doing. I don't, I don't have enough uh, room in my head to, like, make to say, oh, it should be doing. He should be doing this. He should be doing that because it's a waste of time. He's doing what he's gonna, he's going to do, right, and let's right. just and, and and I just hope that it makes things better. Look, Twitter until look, Trump broke a lot of people's brains, right? And pre-Trump, Twitter was was awesome. Yeah, yeah uh, it, was. it was a lot of and fun. I just want to go back to that, and I just want to keep shit posting, basically. So. Yeah, I kind of like, you know, I I, kind of like where they fact check the White House. I kind of like, you know, that it seems like a little bit of that. uh, I don't want to say, yeah, a little bit of that propaganda or pushing of the narrative might be gone in a sense where, um, you know, like maybe, well, like, you know, like myself, you know, just sharing you know, facts about the friggin' cooties last year. It's like, well, you know, this is what's going on. Nope, you're gone. It's like, oh, what the fuck? I'm just, you know, sharing facts. I'm sharing stats. Statistics I'm sharing. You're gone. So it seems like that's off the table. And I think that's huge. Well, again, you know, everything is viewed through the the lens of politics. And uh, I I don't really want to succumb to that, especially in my own narrative. And I really don't want to do it in this conversation, you know. So for me, 
you know, the way I'm looking at it again is what is going to lead to more freedom. And it seems, it seems, right, be careful with the verbs we use here, that it seems like it's going in the right direction. So, look, I, I just, uh, I have no expectations because then I'm never disappointed. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, as long as we get the OG balloon knots back, then I'll be happy. Oh, thank you so much. I, I'm so excited. <laughs> like, I, you don't even understand. I'm so excited. You had a lot of followers, man. You had like you had like two thousand followers or something. I guess. But the, mo- most of the most of those were probably bots. Spot, his bots. It's I mean, I, bl- bots. I I I block every bot that's ever tried to follow me. So, um, you know, yeah. but I I have no desire for large follower count. I don't. I just I'm couldn't give a shit about that. Not interested in yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. I hear you. I mean, I. All right. Well, now I feel shallow. Okay. No. <laughs> oh, look, it's a cool thing. I'm sure nah, it's cool nah. to have a lot of, uh, you know, but I'm nah, just I not. A, I don't give a fuck. You know, I, I, like I, I don't is... tweet. I don't tweet a lot. I'm, I don't really look. I don't. No. I, 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 you know, I. Yeah. Whatever. No, no, you know, you don't. You know, you you tweet more to bullshit with me. I think more than anything. Yeah. Am I am I laughing really out of gifts? That's pretty much all I tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's the one thing I gotta say that, that I do like about Twitter is the people that I interact with every day because uh that's all I have, honestly. I don't do anything else. I don't do no Facebook, no nothing else. Mm. I don't have time in the day for it. Uh I've always just enjoyed the people that I BS with Twitter. And that's why every time I got booted off and playing whack-a-mole with the friggin' old admins, I come back and I just follow the same twenty people to bullshit with. Mm. You know? You know how I use Twitter now is I just basically have a, in my browser, I have people's pages bookmarked in, in the morning when I'm having my coffee, doing my, you know, my sort of like my uh, schedule of or my whatever them talk. What am I trying to say here? Like I have my my little morning Internet uh, routine, you know, where I check this, wow. that and the other thing, you know, and I just have a I have a, a people's pages bookmarked. I read their timelines and I spend very little time scrolling on my phone and Twitter now. Almost none. It's good. That's why you have me. Well, that's de- that's debatable. <laughs> well, you are talking to me, so you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I I'm loving it. You know, I feel like over the last couple of weeks, uh, I've been more entertained. I've been scrolling on Twitter more than uh, even watching any kind of sports or anything because I've been fucking loving it. I've been laughing so hard at like. People being butthurt. Uh, Elon responding to people has been hilarious. I've mm. been loving that. It's been a good time. So, you know, personally, just for the entertainment value, I've been absolutely fucking loving it. Loving it. Even the blue check mark thing. Like, you know, I, I did write it here. So, you know, I'm going to be a cornball and talk about it for a second. But, like, I found it hilarious that someone, like, blue check marked uh, themselves as Eli Lilly and friggin' trolled. Uh, <laughs> troll them by saying, "Hey, we're gonna give out, we're gonna give out insulin for free," and they lost. They, what did they lost? Like six, five, fifteen five, billion in market cap. Oh, uh, it wasn't fifteen billion, was it? I, dude, I don't know. They were trading like three hundred and seventy, and then uh, no, no, they were trading at like four forty six, and it went down to three seventy. Wow! So their market cap okay. went down huge. Wow! And it was just hilarious. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it was fifteen billion. No, it was fifteen billion. That's a lot, man. So I like stupid it. shit like that. I love it. I mean, yeah, it sucks for some people, but I mean, everyone that works at Eli Lilly, they didn't get affected. So that's why I, I really don't care that much. 
I don't mind it. It makes me fucking laugh. Uh, I absolutely have been loving it. Um, I've been loving it. I've been loving everything Elon's been doing. And I'm not like one of those guys, oh, my God, I love Elon. I mean, I I, I like his ventures, you know, like I think space spacex is pretty cool you know i i love that he's like hey i'm gonna take people to mars that, that's fucking awesome i wish he would take like you know all those blue-haired people with him but it doesn't seem like that he might take like a lot of smart people with him but whatever like i love that shit you know i i love it but i'm not sitting here like oh you know he's the messiah he's he's a savior but i do like that he's rattling fucking cages uh, I do like that, it, 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 you know, but, the, you know, but then you think about it, how much can he really do if he's the number one defense contractor of the U.S. as well? I don't know, but I do like what he's doing right now with Twitter. It's making me laugh. Oh, the entertainment's been great. All right, Lobo, it's been freaking great having you on, as always. Thank you. Uh, unfortunately, great to be here. You know, uh, yeah, it was just we can bake. I'm going to have to get you back on to the uh, other show so we could just bullshit and talk. Yeah, uh, let's do that. You know, yeah, this is this is pr- probably a little. This probably was uh, probably not going to be a. Uh, nah, nah, nah. I'm, I, I, people I are not. People are. People are. People are not. <laughs> people are not going to enjoy my opinions. I'm sure, but I don't really care. But uh, well, one uh, thing it's your opinions, and uh, you know, but I, you know what? A lot of people more than not actually they line with. Oh my god, man! I've been drinking. You know, the same thoughts. More people than not mm. actually, you know, align themselves with you. You know, I mean, unfortunately, and I don't know what it is, but like the minority has the biggest voice, you know, and I, it, it's ridiculous. And that's why it's like, oh, it's like a psyop or whatever. Whatever you want to call it, it's bullshit how the minority has the majority of the friggin' of the attention it makes no sense it, it makes no sense that's why it's like oh yeah there's uh there's a psyop going on there's something there's something going on mm. but more mm. people than not align their thoughts with you yeah but uh yeah we should definitely do a a fun show uh at some point maybe next weekend yeah let's do that next weekend for sure, sure. and i won't be drinking bnb and all this also have some barn rocker you know, some local uh, Long Island shit. Yeah, I've been loving it. Lobo, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for carrying the show. Um, you know, I do appreciate it. And uh, until next time, you know, we'll do this again next week. Uh, Thanks, man. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, no problem. All right. Love you, brother. All right. I'll talk to you later. You're going to go work out, aren't you? The yep. fucking incredible Hulk over there. Look at you. <laughs> you look good, man. Thanks, and man. I also got to say, I like that Detroit freaking hat. It's nice. Yeah. You know, I only wear Tiger's caps, and it's my homage to uh, Tom Selleck and Magnum PI. I'm not even a Tiger's fan. <laughs> I'm not even a, I'm not even a tiger I'm not even a Tigers fan I'm a I'm a ex Cubs fan I don't even really care about baseball anymore but I always rock the Tigers caps I got a whole bunch of colors and and uh, well and I got a Raider I wear my Raiders caps I'm still a, I'm a front runner for the Raiders but uh, yeah the Tigers caps man I got I need a you know what do you know how do you know how fucking hard it is to find a fucking blue and white old school Tigers cap you can get them in any fucking color except the goddamn OG one now it's so hard, man. I, I, it's that's not living in not living in the states makes it hard to get ball caps, you know. And I don't want to pay the shipping costs to get like a fucking ball cap sent over, you know, fucking hundred dollars just to get a fucking cap sent over. But um, Amazon does good shipping costs, you know, out here. If you're on Prime, you can get free shipping from the states. But even on Prime, I can't find a goddamn fucking old school Tom Selleck OG Tigers cap. 
Uh, we're fucked. gonna change that shit. No, no, no. We're gonna change that shit. I'm gonna find one for you. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I'm gonna go eat some. Uh, I'm gonna go eat something real small and go lift weights. And then my daughter's got a swimming class here in a short while. So have a Buckle. lot of fun doing that. You know, yeah. uh, thank you again. Uh, and I'm gonna go drink some more because I'm an asshole. So uh, I'll talk right to you on. later. Uh, right thank on. you uh, again. And um, you know what? I know you said you're gonna wrap this up and freaking send it my way. So thanks for doing the work for me. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, Later, man. man. All right, brother. Peace out.